yeah, let's dive into Second uh, Peter. Second Peter three. Uh, we're gonna start with ten through. We're gonna do ten through fourteen. We're gonna read all of it, and then we will break it down and discuss it. Of course, get back into the flow of it. Second Peter three. He talks about you need to be uh, reminded because scoffers are gonna come saying, "Where's Jesus? Why hasn't Jesus come back?" Right, and then he has this long discussion about the patience of the Lord. Right, not being slow, but being patient. That's why he's waited. Why he hasn't come back yet? Uh, he's been patient towards you, one. Uh, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So he concludes then this discussion. We're going to talk about the conclusion to this day of the Lord discussion uh, now. Uh, as we read, uh, we're going to read 2 Peter 3, 10 through 14. So, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the, worth it, the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise, we are waiting for a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. So this is our uh, discussion. This is the text that we're going to be discussing this morning. And a couple of things stand out immediately. Remember, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Now, it's interesting he uses both phrases, the day of the Lord and the day of God, right? He uses the day of God later on. Will come like a thief. This is, I'm not going to read a bunch of scriptures, but this is a common idea in the New Testament. The idea that the day will come uh, unexpectedly or suddenly. Jesus says it in his long discussion in Matthew uh, 23 and 24, when he's talking about the abomination of desolations, and then he talks about, but concerning that day or hour, that is when he returns, no one knows, not even the, uh, the son, but only the father. Uh, and then he talks about how people will be just going about their daily lives, and then sudden destruction will come upon them, right? Um, somebody, uh, I can't remember where this text is. I, I should have looked these up ahead of time. Uh, they'll be marrying and giving in marriage as it was in the days of Noah before the flood came and swept them away, right? So we know that this day is going to come suddenly, unexpectedly. So if you're using coronavirus as, oh, the plague, it's the end of days, Jesus is coming back, right? That's that's ridiculous. It's going to be unexpected. Now you could say, well, maybe with the reverse logic, if everyone's expecting that Matt means he's not going to come back, but then it means it's unexpected. And that's sort of the point, right? It could be any time. There's, you can't rule out any, any particular time. It could be any time. There's no way to know. So that's the first idea I want to talk about. Second idea I want to talk about is this question that he asked. Let's put the PowerPoint back up there. The question that he asks here since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be? And that I want to focus on that for uh, a, a large part of this, is the idea of what sort of people. This is not just a theoretical discussion, right? It's not just a philosophical discussion. This is going to happen. He's going to come back. The earth and, and the works that are done on them is going to be exposed. The earth's going to be destroyed. He talks about the heavenly bodies will be burned up with a roar, right? A lot of fire and destruction. This is absolutely going to happen. So what? What's the point? And, and th that's really the, the crux of this discussion. And I've talked about this before when we talked about Revelation, but the point is apt, again, to be made. So many people want to know when he's coming back, but that's not ever the point in Scripture. 
The point is never, okay, well, if we do this and we make this calculation, we figure this out and we, we do this symbology and we interpret this passage this way, well, he's coming back on June 18th, 2029. That's, that, that's never been the focus of Scripture. The focus of Scripture is, He's coming back. You don't know when. So what? What's the practical point? What's the what's the point behind that? So let's read a couple of passages. First uh, Peter four, no, not First Peter. First uh, Peter one fourteen through sixteen. First Peter one fourteen through sixteen. This is back in his, his previous letter, right? As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And really, when you think about it, all of what he's discussed in First and Second Peter is in answer to this question. What sort of people should we be? Jesus is going to come back. It's going to be sudden. It's going to be destruction. It's going to be quick. We don't know when, like a thief. How do we make ourselves ready? That's really been the whole point of First and Second Peter. How can we make ourselves ready for his return? Now, way back then in 1 Peter 1.14, right? What's his, what's his instruction? Be holy as he who called you is holy. Now, it's pretty simple. That's not easy, right? But it is pretty simple to live the kind of life that Jesus lived, to live the kind of life that God wants us to live, to act and think and do things that God would do, right? To treat people the way that God would treat people, to, you, to uh, transform the way we think, as we've been talking about in Romans, to transform the way we think into the way God wants us to think. We could read another passage, uh, this one from 2 Peter, which again, we've already read. This is in the same discussion. Since therefore, beloved, you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace, right? And, and again, this is all tied together. If we're waiting for it, that means we need to be ready for it at any time. The idea of not getting caught with your pants down, right? The, the, because he could, and I'm looking out my window right now and it's, it really sort of is beautiful. The nice sky and I've got, we've got some interesting plants going on out here. Okay. I could look out my window in the next 30 seconds and I see that bright light and Jesus descending. What is he going to find us doing now? We're watching this video. We're participating in Bible study. That's a pretty good thing to be found to be doing, I think. Uh, but what about if he comes back later? Is he going to be find? You, is he going to find you? Is he going to? Are you going to be engaged in things that you would not be wanting him to know about? And then he comes back, and now you're you're discovered, and and you haven't been found waiting without spot or blemish, right? This is the point of being ready. Now, there's a couple, another interesting idea I want to talk about in the text, this idea of waiting and hastening, right? Uh, he says, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord. Another word that we're going to look at is the idea of eager in the text. This is not just in Peter, but this is all throughout the New Testament again, the attitude that we should have towards Jesus' return. So let's read a couple. Hebrews 9, 27 through 28. And justice is appointed for men to die once, and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Uh, where we, We'll just read all these all at once, and then we'll talk about them, I've decided. Galatians 5.5, 5, so for through the Spirit by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Romans 8.23, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. And again, I'll put back, I'll put 
uh, up on the screen what Peter said. Uh, let's see here. If we go back here. Yeah, here we are. Uh, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, right? So put these scriptures back up here. What's the point as we see this? What attitude should we be having towards the Lord's return? Well, there needs to be an element of excitement, right? That it's not something that we're... And, and these go together. These ideas go together. If we're ready, if we're doing things that God wants, if we are waiting without spot or blemish, if we're participating in, in the kinds of things that God wants us to be, if we are living holy lives as God is holy, well, then it is ex excuse me, exciting. It's, it's something to be eager about, right? Because when he comes back, that's going to be the end of pain. It's going to be the end of suffering. It's going to be the end of separation. Uh, we're going to have John's service on Thursday, John Matthew's celebration of life, Thursday at 1 p.m. And, and that's a thing that we're thinking about, right? Being reunited with people who have gone on. That's exciting to me, something to be eager about. But if you're not ready for that, right, then you're not eager for it. You're not waiting for it. You're not excited about it. Instead, what? You're apprehensive? Really, you should be afraid if you're not ready. If we're not ready for that day, be afraid and get ready. And then you could be excited and be eager, right? Something to be, uh, to the idea of Peter says an interesting word, hastening. Come, Lord Jesus, come. That prayer that's offered in scripture, right? Come quickly, please. We want you to come back. Paul says a similar thing, right? For me to die, uh, to live as Christ, to die as gain, to stay here is better for you, but to die and go be with the Lord, that's better for me. And, and the ultimate idea, the ultimate expression of that idea is the hastening of the coming of the day of the Lord. Come back, end our suffering. Let us be reunited with our loved ones. Let us go into the glory that we are going to receive, right? Let us receive the adoption. Let us receive the hope of, uh, of righteousness. I'll put these scriptures back up there so you know I'm not just making stuff up, right? But let us have the hope of righteousness, as Galatians says. Let us receive the redemption of our bodies. That's what Paul says in Romans, right? Come back soon. That's what we're waiting for. So as we're thinking about what kind of lives we're supposed to be living, and that's the title of this lesson, right? What sort of people ought you to be as we wait and hasten and eagerly await the coming of the day of the Lord? You don't know what it's going to be, but that's not a cause for fear unless you use the time that you have on this earth not to live holy lives, to live selfish lives. If we're living the kind of life that we're supposed to be living, then his coming is exciting. Something to be eagerly anticipated. Something to pray for, in fact. But as we said, what? We talked about it last week. The Count the patience of our Lord of salvation. We're going to read that in the next uh, lesson because it's actually after this. But we talked about it last week. Count the patience of our Lord's salvation. Maybe it's salvation for you, but ultimately what? We need to be using the time that we have to help others be saved. Help others be ready. Because when he comes back, all the chances are gone. So let us be using the time that he has given us to help other people be ready to teach them the gospel to teach them to be closer to Jesus maybe we're not we are teaching the lost ultimately but i think that also applies to teaching members of the body to be more ready right let's end in a prayer and then we'll have some concluding announcements god we thank you for your love 
We thank you for the promise of your son's return. Help us be ready. Help us be eagerly waiting as we are living lives that are holy and godly. Help us to reach out to those around us and help them to prepare so that more people will be saved and not perish. God, please help us to be mindful of those who are suffering right now, to be an encouragement to those. We know that there are a lot of people who are struggling and suffering with lost loved ones, both from COVID and not. Please be with them and give them peace and strength. We love you. We miss you. We want you to come back. In Jesus' name, amen.